This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What is today's date? Today is Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Joined by the lovely and talented Steve Wiltfong, 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting. And you're right, Shane. We've gone deep into the pocketbook for this visit. Steve, how goes it? I assume you have a perfect bracket. Yep, absolutely. Uh, good morning, Daniel. I will say this. My five-year-old nailed Princeton and Furman, and you can vouch for that as I posted that bracket on Facebook. Yep. And uh, that was pretty cool. And look, to have him wake up that after that first morning and, and uh, have my wife tell him he was first place in the uh, exclusive Wilfong family bracket pool, he was on cloud nine, you know. That's what you call quality parenting people. There were no Wilfong kids in school on Thursday and Friday. The flu went through there quickly last week, thankfully. So the kids got to spend the whole day watching the games. Steve is hard at work as always. Not a perfect no more, bracket. No less than all of you. Yeah. By the way, no perfect brackets. Did you know that? I saw a, a statistic today. To get a perfect bracket at this point, the number, it's one in the numbers were like into the quadrillions. Well, so, I think uh, Farley Dickinson, uh, and I think I mispronounced that. Uh, it's fairly, fairly Dickinson missed that up. But do you get you, you probably this is way off the rails? But the old Judy Bloom books, Super wow. Fudge, Fudge Mania, Tales of the Fourth Grade, nothing like sure. I remember reading and laughing at those when I was a kid. My second graders reading those books now, and he just kept calling Fairly Dickinson. Fudge Dickinson, because there you go. Harley. So you just kept calling him Fudge Dickinson as they were taking it to Purdue. Um, obviously, a big game in the Hoosier State. And my five-year-old then had a basketball game at eight in the morning on Saturday after Purdue lost and Indiana played late. Uh, there was not a lot of energy inside that boys and girls club gym for five-year-old basketball at 8 a.m. Uh, with, with those two games going the way they did. Steve is, of course, an Indiana native, and my guess is the per capita household NCAA tournament viewing parties in Indiana rank out very high. 
in the United States. It is a, a hotbed of hoops. We, uh, I had something else to tell you about that, but we're just going to move on here because we tangentialized most of the show to fill the spot here. All right. Now, just know this. The guys are at practice right now. Steve, Dave, Pat, spring practice opens back up today. And it's a beautiful day. Let's just say this. It's a sunny day in Ohio, which we'll take these days. So I think we'll be sending rain down I-70 from Indianapolis through Dayton all the way to Columbus later today, though. It is Ohio in the Midwest. I think it's technically spring. Second day of spring. These guys want us to do a show, Daniel. We got to we gotta start talking to Aaron Nolan here. We're going to lose viewers, brother. Never. Um, Aaron Nolan, we did a little bit on last week, piggybacking on your in-depth feature on him. We're going to talk about him in depth here. He's not been offered yet by Ohio State. He has a very interesting uh, offer list, and we've talked about him a lot. I don't think the lack of an offer is an issue. You were on this show a while back and talked about how he's going to take visits to Clemson and Ohio State, and it's just a matter of them wanting to offer in person. That happened at Clemson. It will happen at Ohio State, I assume. Can you bring us up to speed on Aaron Nolan? Maybe what he's like as a guy. Um, this is a War Daddy series you're working on, and everyone has contributed on for 24-7 sports. I think War Daddy means big-time franchise recruits. Maybe you can define that. And then what you learned from spending some extra time with the dude. Well, I think that in this recruiting class, you know, Aaron Nolan is one of the more I'm trying, I'm struggling for my words here, Daniel. Uh, he is one of the more engaging uh, guys in the, in the class. Um, he has an outstanding personality. You can tell he's a terrific leader. Um, you can tell he's passionate about his craft of playing football and quarterback and um, talking to his coach. You know, he's a great teammate, great person, great young man. And uh, I mean, he is so outgoing when he walks into the Woody this weekend, he's going to blow away the Ohio state staff with his infectious personality. He is just that dude when it comes to the energy that he brings to any conversation. And so He's exciting right off the bat. Before you even pop the tape, you're like, man, Princess Aaron Nolan, I enjoy talking to that dude. Uh, and then you turn on the film and he's thrown for over 4,000 yards, 55 touchdowns, winning the state championship, and just plays with a whole heck of a lot of toughness. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that is easily one of the top quarterbacks in this class. And, um, you know, Ohio State's bringing him in this weekend. They've invested time in him. Corey Dennis and Ryan Day went down there um, last time they were on the road. And now he's coming up to campus. I would think they'll offer, but who knows? I mean, uh, the, those guys are in a much higher pay grade than us. Um, but they're obviously interested in him. They're bringing him in. And I think it'll be a great visit. You know, Ohio State has a lot of the things he's looking for. He already has talked about Coach Day and Coach Dennis and that relationship and Coach Hartline. He's talked about the offense. You know, obviously, C.J. Stroud's uh, the next first round or so, the development at the position. And Jelani Thurman's a Buckeye. And so, um, you know, it's it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time at Ohio State right now. Uh to, to recruit quarterbacks and 
I, I think that Aaron Nolan's going to have a great visit, and I think Ohio State's a program that's going to be on the rise in his recruitment, similar to the way Clemson was following his visit offer with them. Now, I know him and his mom had a great time at Arkansas recently. Miami's been all in on him for a while, and uh, he's high on the Hurricanes. We'll be back there soon. I think Texas A&M is another program that's very well positioned for Air Nolan with their combination of Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino. Um, and he's been there and has really enjoyed his time in College Station. But I think that uh, Ohio State has a chance to rise with a great visit this weekend. And I think they're going to love him. And I think he's going to love Ohio State. I just saw a comment on here I'm going to ask you about. Um, do you get the sense – from talking to Aaron Nolan that uh, he's got a few schools out among the others. I mean, I understand that he's been offered, like you said, Texas A&M. I know that, like you said, there was a Purdue visit on the list. I just yeah, kind of think with Ohio happened. State. Yeah. I just kind of think with Ohio State now, I mean, if we needed any other marketing, CJ Stroud looks like it's going to be the first pick in the draft. I just feel like, not you know, fourth. Not, they're selecting. What's that? Not fourth to Indianapolis. You're going to get Anthony Richardson, dude. I think. Or Will Levis. Don't you think? Anyway, um, you'll be set regardless. I just think Ohio State, I almost think we downplay the quarterback recruiting in that I think if they really want Aaron Nolan, they're going to get him. I mean, I, got, I may have been spoiled to this point. That's fair. But to me, if they go all in on somebody here, I think the kid would be foolish not to take it based on what he's what he's got in front of him, but that's just me. Okay, I have to bring this up because you were the expert. I think Ohio State might get the uh, last visit or one of the last visits here too. I think Aaron Nolan after yeah. this wave of spring visits will be trying to make his college decision. I mean, look, the last few quarterbacks, they've basically got a seat at the Heisman Trophy ceremony with different dudes plus the guarantee of having in the best receivers. I don't understand why you wouldn't come here if you're offered. But anyway, Susan in the house, Doc Zabo. I'm hearing. She means Jaden Davis. Jaden Davis does? I hope she does. She's referring to Michigan, right? Right. So Rayola has not talked to Michigan. No, she accidentally wrote Rayola, I got to think. And Jaden Davis is definitely trending towards Michigan. Okay, Rayola. What week is it? Well, I mean, where's he trending? Well, I, he just coming off a great visit to Georgia, and I think the Bulldogs grab some momentum there. He's at Nebraska this weekend, and you know, he's someone that could camp and uh, uh, take officials to these schools as well. So that you know that recruitment's tight here. I could see him going to. Uh... Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 
I think he's going to go to um, Nebraska. When all said and done, family will win out, but we will see. I think George is. Uh, able, look at this. I watched a pod yesterday that talked about Riola, that team up north. Bad podcast. Oh, well, then, sorry. I, I, sorry about that. I wouldn't watch that podcast anymore. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, nothing. Let's just get this over with. Can you read that from John Arbuckle? What happens with Ohio State and Riola? That's not on the docket anymore. Is yeah, it? no, I don't think so. Again, I think you got Georgia, you got USC, very much in the thick of that, Nebraska, and Oregon, and then Ohio State's recruiting Aaron Nolan. You know, they're kicking tires on Julian Sand. They've been recruiting Jaden Davis, and uh, they're talking to some other guys behind the scenes that are committed elsewhere. So maybe those names will come to light at some point down the road. And uh, also they'll be evaluating senior film. And, and, and uh, you know, that's where a guy like Keenholz emerged who signed last year. So Devin Brown. Yeah, you know, we don't I mean? worry about Ohio State quarterback recruiting around these parts. Mm-mm. It's not, I mean, it's an embarrassment. It's really rich. about quarterback developing and play calling and scheming and, you know, Ohio State's proven that the guys that that too. in those in those positions uh, succeed. In fact, Ohio State schemes so well that the people are trying to use that against Jackson, Smith, and Jigba in the draft process that everyone's open and it's just the scheme. I would ask them to go look at the performance of Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, who didn't play for Ohio State this year and seem like they're good receivers. Well, well, who's trying to use it against them? Is that just like some draft crap kind of stuff? Yeah. If you listen to your draft pundits, uh, Jackson has not run a 40, even though he was the fastest player at the combine in the three cone and the shuttle. So -hmm. people are saying he's not a number one guy. He can only play in the slot. He's about as quick a wide receiver as I remember covering coming out of high school. His ability to separate is second to none. And I'm talking like I'm not exaggerating. He is as quick a wide out as I've covered in 20 years. Um, we went through his, this with you. Remember when his ability to catch the football is off the charts. Um, and so. But don't you remember when we went through this? The we number one this trait, coming out and you were saying how everyone thought he was a glider first time around and people thought he wasn't trying hard enough. And then you realized, no. He's the most efficient. He's just that smooth that you hadn't seen it before. And we're making the same mistake again. The NFL people, I don't understand. It's like the people who think Justin Fields is a running quarterback. He's not a running quarterback. I don't know what they're doing. Anyway. It blows me away that there was like a thought that the Bears wouldn't invest in the Justin Fields. I mean, what world are we living in? I don't know. Investing in Justin Fields and want to like think that these guys in college yeah, you know, like I mean, I'm I'm still a believer in Justin Fields, man. Let's, Why wouldn't you, know, you be? He had terrible skill players around him. I mean, he the Bears roster was awful. The worst. And then yes. we're going to say Justin Fields might not be the guy, and you got media talking about that. It just blows me away. I know. And like, but that's what I'm know. saying. There's a distance. I'm right. Just saying, you know. I mean, just saying. It doesn't mean you're wrong either, though. But what I'm saying is, you watched Justin Fields since he was 16 years old. The idea that someone has access to that information and would be in a professional setup and consider him to be a running quarterback when his junior year he threw 41 touchdown passes and three interceptions, two of which were blatantly not his fault, that just doesn't make any sense. Do you I don't know get who, it. 
Do you know who the second most athletic quarterback was in Justin's, Justin Fields' recruiting class behind him? I do. Trevor Lawrence. No. Second most athletic. Oh. Trevor's pretty athletic now. Um, Emory Jones? Will, it was Will Levis. Will Levis, Will Levis tested off the charts at the Nike Spark thing. So here's the thing uh, about Justin Fields, and let's just leave it here. If you take Justin Fields' combine workout and try and match it up when he was there to the other player at the combine that had the most similar workout, it was Evan Ingram, the the, the tight end who just got a second contract, okay? And you saw it in person. Somehow people have been overwhelmed by his ability to run and think he can't pass. He went from having the best system in college – to the worst system in the NFL. I don't understand. It's, it's impressive that people can even be that dumb. That said, I will give credit to those who have moved C.J. Stroud up to the top. I like Bryce Young. I don't want to digress here, but, man, I would be really scared that physically he can't hold up, given what I've seen with smaller dudes. Anyway. I mean, he I took SEC punishment, so I'm, I'm good with either. I like them both a ton. I'd love both of them in Indy. Or yeah. Lamar Jackson. Every every time you get hit, if you're Bryce Young, though, you're going to have a little uh, – and that's over time. You can't control that over time. Look at Tua. At some point in time, you're going to get crushed. I got a question for you. When they were in high school, who did you like better, Kyle McCord or Devin Brown? Well, I would say that um... – you know, you saw them both play plenty of times before they committed. Yeah. So, I mean, Devin Brown was like a, a riser, right? You know, that um, lit up Elite 11 and uh, um, had a fantastic senior year at a new high school. And, uh, you know, we ranked him in the top 50. You know, I know some other sites had him significantly higher than that, um, but we had them roughly ranked the same like they were both top 50 prospects so um, as I kind of struggle for my words it's because I really don't like have one that I like thought was significantly better than the other I mean Kyle Kyle McCord was kind of a tank in high school you know he was a big physical presence um, and uh, you know Devin Brown's a guy that was kind of evolving in front of us over the years um, you know, who's going to win that competition? I would assume Kyle McCord. But, it'd be uh, cool if Kyle McCord did, and then it'd be cool if Devin Brown was the guy after him and they both accomplish everything that they want to in today's landscape with guys constantly on the move. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I just remember when Quinn Ewers committed to Ohio State, a source told me that the Kyle McCord camp said, you know, we're not worried about anybody behind us. So, um, you know, he's just there competing, waiting his turn. And so here he is, you know, now if someone behind him passes him on the depth chart, then, you know, maybe it's time to look for an opportunity somewhere else and, and see if you can flourish elsewhere. But I think the mentality has always been, look, when it's my turn, I'll take the reins and I'll lead this Buckeyes program to what they're, you know, accustomed to. It doesn't hurt if your high school buddy is also the best receiver in the country. I'm sorry. I, I, I think that gives you a little bit of confidence when you sleep at night, when, when in doubt, throw it to uh, Marv. 
when Kyle McCord committed to Ohio State, Ohio State had their pick of the litter. Yep. Um, and I and I'll say I think Ohio, at that point, Ohio State led for Drake May. They were brought to bring Caleb Williams on the campus. They led for JJ McCarthy. That's the probably, one. There's probably some other names that I forget. And but there were a couple guys that Ohio State, you know, politely said, hey, we're not ready right now, or however that worked out. But Kyle McCord, when he said, Hey, I want to be a Buckeye, they couldn't say no. You know, they right. liked him that much. And so he's obviously in the program and you know, we'll see how it goes this spring camp. I'm very optimistic that whoever gets in there, obviously we talked about how Justin Fields was thrown into a siphoning whirlpool. It's the exact opposite. When you put the guy in at Ohio state, he's going to have a great offensive line in front of him, relatively speaking, great receivers, the top two on the coming back. And uh, you know, a, a second day tight end in the draft. So very, very optimistic that based on track record and, Coaching, he'll be in good shape. Running back room should be really good for y'all this year if you guys stay healthy. Yep. So all the Tony way better than last year. Healthy being the key. Let's let's uh, let's 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 remember the guys that uh, uh, Tony Alford recruited into this room, and let's watch them run this this fall. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even seen Evan Pryor. You know what I'm saying? Guys like that who are waiting to get their shot and really have a chance to be special. I want to talk about one other guy. So there's a new uh, rankings coming out for 24-7 sports later on today. A lot of interesting stuff. One guy who is in your neck of the and I'm starting to feel like may actually be enrolled already is Mylon Graham, a wide receiver out of Indiana. Um, I think he's going to be the highest rated receiver in the Midwest. If not, he'll be very close to that. So shocker. Who's on him big time? Brian Hartline. And I obviously assume anybody who can drive to Ohio State rather than have to fly to Florida or out west is going to come to Ohio State with an offer. But your thoughts on Mylon Graham um, when he's coming back to campus? Kind of that. Could he be an earlier commitment? Well, he was recently back at Ohio State, and I know the dean, Bill Kierlich, caught up with this coach after that. I talked with Mylon last week. I still haven't posted the article yet, so I need to do that today. Um, but he had an amazing return to Ohio State and had a great conversation with Coach Hartline and Coach Day about his potential at Ohio State, and he said that opened his eyes up. This is a program that Ohio State was first to offer Mylon Graham in camp. And so with that, the crystal ball has been on Ohio State for per virtually this young man's entire process. But Purdue has made this thing interesting here under Coach Ryan Walters and Coach Corey Patterson and the new staff that I think that the latest visit to Ohio State was kind of like a reminder of like, you've been so high on Ohio state for a lot of reasons um, um, because look, this new Purdue staff, they're going to do a good job on the trail. And so it'll be exciting to see what they do in West Lafayette to kind of build on what coach Brom and company left, left them. Um, but I, I don't see them winning this recruiting battle right now for, for Mylon Graham. I like the Buckeyes as it stands now. I, I think he could make a decision um this spring so we'll see what happens there uh you know can you describe him a little bit what kind of receiver is he height speed weight kind of guy 
Well, he's an outstanding route runner with elite ball skills. You know, he's a guy that can separate. He's very smooth. And uh, we know that not only did he uh, earn an offer at Ohio State's camp, but he did the same at Alabama's camp. So he's a guy that's been a performer. But the Ohio State camp, we talked about it on a recent Bucknuts, is just very impressive because I guarantee when he walked in the building, Brian Hartline, if he knew who he was, he didn't know much because he hadn't even watched the young man's film yet. So when he offered him at camp, it was like, Legit. dude, you you tore this camp up and we're offering you a scholarship because you earned it on the field today. But I still don't know if your film's any good or not. I think it was probably like, I suspect it's good because you were good here. But like, sure. you know, I mean, I Ohio like the State, eye test, though. Ohio State's going to dot I's and cross T's, though, man. I mean, like they have camps to validate the film, not the other way around. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's always like funny to me when people are talk about camps and combines and how they don't mean anything. And it's like such a cliche that gets like a million likes on Twitter. Uh, but they matter. Everything matters. College programs have camps for a reason and they go on the road to scout prospects for a reason. And NFL teams do that too. Like you can learn a lot from a player in a camp, but it still starts with the foundation of the film and what you do in games and and but in high school, high school film can lie because sure. you don't know the level of competition a young man's playing against, particularly who he's lining up against. In a college film, it's harder to lie because it's grown men competing on the field, so it's easier to be like, all right, this dude plays apples, in the big time, this dude plays in the right. So NFL NFL uh, programs can pour over the film, and it can even be more of the study even though they're still coming to pro days, they're still coming into buildings and scouting and going to practice and watching all that Um, for high school scouting. It still starts with the film, but you need a lot more. And and I would say for colleges too, you need a lot more context than just the film um, because, you know, I mean, it's not as evenly matched for the division one dudes on Friday nights as it is for the NFL dudes on Saturdays, they still are competing against grownups and, and men and big bodies and things of that nature. Well, there's no question when you get in these camp settings, there's also a little bit about that, uh, you know, alpha vibe. And so you get five guys in a room, you want the guy who's walking to the front first. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you go to this was back in the day, obviously, but I once went to one of those camps and Mike Vrabel was running the kind of the collection of dudes. And he is talking with every guy in line. He's telling this guy doesn't want to come back to the front and he's challenging him that, you know, like to do it there. And it's one thing to do it on Friday nights when it's set up for you and you know what you're doing. But like you said, you get into these camps and it's a, it's a real competition. They can do a little more apples to apples and we'll go from there. All right. We appreciate the great Steve Wolfong stopping by. Keep in mind, uh, there were many visitors from modern day over the weekend. Uh, Bill has tons of stuff on that. We have the guys at practice today. So let's hope everyone comes back from break and stays healthy. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bob. See you on the front row.
now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. 